0: On today's episode, we are under the influence of New York City-based food blogger and restaurant consultant Alexa Matthews. From her Insta-worthy food posts to writing reviews, Matthews is putting NYC Eats on the map. And today you are getting a new taste of her story.
1: Hi guys, this is Alexa Matthews and I run Eating NYC. So I'm from New York City, I was born and raised here in Midtown East, I obviously live downtown now, um, and I went to Trinity College in Hartford, Connecticut. Um, I studied, actually had a double major, I started out as an economics major, hated it, um, and then had my own self-designed major called Writing, Culture, and Media Studies, because I thought I wanted to go into journalism, but I guess I'm doing kind of like a form of that. Yeah, of sorts, Of yeah, sorts, sure. right.
0: So did you you always had an interest in media?
1: Yeah, I always loved to write, um, and I always loved, like, journalism type of thing, so when I graduated college, I knew I wanted to go into that world, but I wasn't sure really exactly what I wanted to do.
0: What was your first job out of college?
1: Um, So I was a lifestyle writer for a website called Guest of a Guest, where I wrote about Restaurants, but also fashion nightlife and that was kind of where I fell in love with writing about the restaurant industry and going to new restaurants and things like that. right
0: And Guest of a guest was kind of in that like early stages of social media like yes. influencing where, the who what when and where kind of stuff. So it was, it's very similar to what you're doing right now And it was a like a,
1: such an exciting job for someone who had just graduated college. it was like right cool to go to all these events and things like that
0: For sure. So when did you start eating NYC?
1: Um, So I actually started it while I was there. So it was a few months after I'd finished school. um, And I just started it as a hobby, just kind of to complement the writing that I was doing, you know, going to all these restaurants. And it was kind of around the time when Instagram was just becoming a thing. Um, And I was like, okay, well, I'm I'm taking these pictures of these foods for the articles I'm writing. So maybe I'm just gonna start a food Instagram account um, for fun, so that was really, all it was at the time.
0: Okay, and your first post was in 2013, I think.
1: 2014. 2014.
0: Okay, and it's like a picture of like a bagel and locks or something. A horribly like that. edited yeah. filter <laughs> <laughs> we picture. We went all the way back. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> so what was the first post that you posted that you were like, oh, this is like hitting and people are following me and liking this? Was it um, a picture or a video?
1: Oh, I feel like it was such an interesting time because Instagram was so like new then Mm -hmm. and there weren't really any maybe there were a couple food instagram accounts so it didn't take long to start getting like a following coming in i don't know i think it was like after six months i had ten thousand followers which at that time felt like
0: a lot i was like wow yeah
1: i was like this yeah so but there wasn't like any particular moment but it was definitely like steady
0: what format did you see working the best when you first started out and how did you play on your successes and you know get rid of what wasn't working right
1: well back then i think it was totally different obviously what stands then i think still stands now just posting quality content consistently Um, But back then I would do crazy things like I would go through like the Eats hashtag and like all the pictures which was very easy to do in one day because there there weren't that many which is hard Mm -hmm. to believe. But I would do things like that to try to engage my audience and get other people to see my account. Um, And also reposting other people's pictures, um, bigger accounts or trying to get bigger accounts to repost my pictures. But I think the space is just like so saturated now that I don't think that would necessarily work.
0: Right. So the big question is, do you think that you would have seen the same success if you had started today? Definitely. No,
1: definitely not. I think it's I think that's not just to stay for food. I think that's for any Instagram or really social media. I just think it is it is so difficult now um, because the space just is really that saturated. And, you know, the algorithms keep changing and we don't have the same understanding that we did, you know, seven years ago of how things work and why they work or why they don't.
0: Mm-hmm. When was the first time you saw profit from this? Like, Versus it just being um, an Instagram account?
1: I think, I wanna say sometime within the first year. You know, it started out in the first, after a few months, like, I would get an invite to a restaurant and I was like, what is this? What do they want? Like, is this weird? Like, is this? It was, like, so bizarre, like, this is so strange, like, I wasn't used to that, and I, like, had my first lunch with, like, someone who did PR, and, like, that kind of opened the door. So I went from, like, that to, like, gifting things, and then, you know, I would get an email or two being like, what's your rate for a post? And I was like, whoa, like, this is a whole new kind of ball game. So it started out, like, super informally, I want to say around the first year, um, with people, like, literally van mowing me like two hundred dollars mm-hmm. to post something to being like in the course of like an, in the next year or two, being like here is an NDA with a brief that like we need you to sign before we can share the details of this project. Like So the whole industry, like, really just changed very, very quickly. Um, I want to say that was, like, around probably, like, in 2015 um, that I think the influencer space just, you know, all these, like, traditional PR firms that were previously working with media or writers or more traditional, like, online bloggers were suddenly, like, there's this whole new world of people we can tap into and, like, how do we do this? And, you know, it's kind of like a, I always say this, but it was like a learning process for everyone together, meaning like the influencers and the agencies and the brands, and figuring out how do we do this um, and of course a lot of that is like legal stuff too so um, just a huge like unfolding of a new industry so. Right,
0: like you were a pioneer on the early stages of this as an industry and now so many people today call it their full-time job. So at what point did you say I can do this full-time?
1: Um, so It was kind of at the point where I realized I had a nine-to-five job and I was like like had so much anxiety because i was invited to like press trips and events and i was like i can't do this with my vacation days like how am i going to do this and i was like wait like actually like i can make more money not sitting at this desk and i was like this is really scary but like i think i need to just do this and leave um and i just did so that was in um 2016 at the end of 2016 so it's been a few years but Um, It was definitely more just like scary making that decision, but it was definitely the right one. Right. And
0: it was when it made probably a pivot from just getting free stuff to actually getting paid to do things. Right. 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 I was
1: like, well, I'm actually losing money. If I'm sitting here, I'm missing Mm -hmm. out on things. And like, this just doesn't make sense anymore. And obviously, you know, there's a lot of risk or fear involved when you're like going to jump and do something on your own and you don't have like a boss and you don't have a steady income, you know? So it's, it was definitely the thought that was scary, but. the right decision ultimately.
0: Do you have a target demographic or is it kind of just anyone who likes food?
1: Um, it's actually pretty niche. It's, it's women in New York, like primarily between the ages of like 25 and 35. So just like, I like to think of it as like an extension of myself or my social circle or just people who um, are like me or friends of friends. Cause that's really how it started. Um, obviously people who love food too, but that's primarily my audience.
0: Right. What would you say like your New York City food content is that sets you apart from other bloggers? Um, in I States? would
1: say definitely because I grew up in New York City, so I think that's like a huge factor. Um, just someone who's been here their whole life and knows the city, um, and also just starting early on, um, and kind of understanding what works and what what doesn't work on social media.
0: When you wake up in the morning, does any day look the same?
1: Um, generally, no. Um, and I feel like we're just coming back, or like not even totally, but just coming back to like normal life. Um, but I feel like pre-pandemic and post-pandemic is somewhat similar for me in the sense like I work for myself, I have my own schedule, and that's honestly my favorite part about my job. I think if I had to do the same thing every day would be, I did that for a few years and I like hated it. Um, I love the spontaneity. I love. I'm someone who loves scheduling, organizing, planning, all that stuff, so having a different schedule every day is great.
0: Do you prefer going to restaurants and eating out or receiving products from Oh, eating brands? out.
1: I love to eat out. So yeah, I definitely, I love eating out. I love the whole experience, and I think you know, New York City just it's just so fun. I mean and the restaurants are so great. Yeah, and
0: it's what makes New York special. Exactly. Yeah. Do you think that blog posts still matter today or people just kind of looking at your feed? Um,
1: I think it depends on the content and the person. Um, I think, you know, for something like a recipe or someone who's really interested in learning more about a specific topic or dish, um, yes. I just think I think there's a time and a place for it. I think overall generally people are much less likely to have the attention span to get off Instagram and to read something at length, unless it's something that's really of interest to them.
0: What is your favorite thing to eat? And then what is your most Instagrammable food?
1: Um, probably pasta is the answer to both of those questions. Pasta and sushi, um, but I don't make sushi, I just eat it. But um, yeah, favorite thing, probably pasta.
0: Who doesn't love pasta? Yeah, and you haven't been able to eat sushi probably since you're pregnant. Exactly. <laughs> you I miss like, it a lot. <laughs>
1: every single, every morning, afternoon, and night, literally, I've already checked the sushi places in delivery range of the hospital. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> so, what do you think the biggest challenge of working in this industry is? And burnout can be very common amongst content creators. Do you ever feel that or pressure to, you know, reinvent and keep your content new and fresh?
1: Totally. I think the biggest challenge is definitely how much you have to be willing to change and pivot at any time because the industry and the whole like social media landscape is constantly changing whether it's the algorithm or the reels or there's this or there's that and you feel like okay I have to learn how to do this now I have to learn how to do that or the algorithm changed again and I don't know what you know how I can make this better so I think that's the biggest challenge overall and that definitely can lead to burnout. I think the past year also was just for everyone across the board super hard. I know for me it was because I was like, you know, I have to change my business model. I have to start creating recipes. I have to start linking to products and, you know, doing all these things I hadn't done before. And I was like, do people like this? Is this interesting? This isn't what I'm used to doing. Um, so it felt like a lot of like trial and error. Um, but ultimately, you know, I think people were really receptive to it. So that was great. But um, I think, you know, depending on what kind of realm you're in in social media was definitely a challenging year overall, just figuring out how to shift your content and still make it interesting when everyone was kind of at home
0: to doing nothing. Trying to do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, and like
1: doing nothing, you right, know? Right, like. right.
0: And people are probably watching, ironically, people are probably watching more content More, exactly,
1: ever. exactly. So
0: it's even more pressure to put stuff out, I'm sure. Exactly. And so you do restaurant consulting in addition to yes promoting restaurants just on your page what does that look like?
1: Um, So that's been more for me like long-term kind of behind the scenes projects. Um, So right now I'm working with Butterfield Market which is a supermarket on the Upper East Side so I help them with their social media like kind of planning and stuff, um, a little bit of their PR, their email marketing, website launch, kind of all that stuff but it's not something that I like promote on my page. It's more just like consulting, um, which for me is so, so fun because just as someone who's been in the industry and knows so much about food brands and stuff like that, being able to like use that expertise and actually apply it and make real changes for, in this case, a supermarket is like really, really fun for me. And It kind of just feels like a passion project. Um, and I did do, I worked at a PR agency before um, so I do have a background in like social media management and all that stuff, but you know when I started doing that it was more like admin, and now being able to just actually consult and say, here's what I think you should do, um, is just so fun for me. So I and really like it.
0: Similarly to helping a, like a supermarket or a restaurant in consulting, do you have an example of a time that you posted about a, a restaurant and you felt like you contributed to some success or some traffic?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I feel like that happens a lot, especially, I think, when Instagram, when it was earlier on and it wasn't as saturated, I, if I would post something, like Business Insider would come in or another, like, whatever news outlet would come in and want to feature that dish or wherever it was. Um, I feel like there was, like, a time when restaurants were, like, creating viral, you know, like the viral milkshake or whatever it was. Um, and people, you know, my post would get so many likes and views or whatever, and it would really change. Uh, I think it still does now, too, I think, but people are obviously just more saturated, so it's harder to kind of make that huge
0: impact. Right. What's the coolest part of your job?
1: Um, there's so many things I love about it. I think... I think honestly, the people. I think the people in the hospitality industry are just so, so nice. Um, and, you know, being able to just make connections with people and, like, have them kind of come full circle, whether it's someone I worked with at a previous job or a chef or just kind of revisiting all those relationships with different aspects of my job is just really fun and always very rewarding. And food is universal. Everyone, right? Yes. Everyone wants to eat. Everyone has to eat. Everyone can talk about food. Everyone has an opinion
0: yeah so. that too do you ever share your opinion on a restaurant and someone writes back like ew <laughs> or something like that
1: um i feel like sometimes people yuck my yums if it's something super exotic but i'm just like you haven't tried enough food you, you probably don't, know. <laughs> don't have a
0: whole lot of trolls though because like you said food is universal so like yes. the hate is like it's, what would they be hating on the way you took a picture of pasta right right
1: right it's generally pretty nice i think people it's a nice space to be in it's like the pleasant and like people are just like, wow, that looks good or whatever it is. Um, So yeah, it's a pretty positive space. So I feel fortunate about that for sure.
0: So can you take us to a restaurant and walk us through a typical visit to a restaurant?
1: I would love to. So there's a restaurant um, nearby called Austria 57. They have great Italian food and my friend Alana actually works with them and does their PR um, and she'd love to have us, so.
0: Awesome, let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs)